0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to our very first Republican Table Talk. I'm Ricky Smith, the Social Media Coordinator for College Republicans here at GCSU. We wanted to start these podcasts as a way to allow you guys to interact with us and get to know our views on a more personal note. I will be moderating today's Table Talk between our president, Carly Friendsman, and Turning Point President, Lauren Talaga, our Greek Life Coordinator as well Now, today's topic will be of a more personal discussion over conservative women in politics. Carly and Lauren will share some of their more own experiences with us so we can ask that everyone be respectful of the conversation, keep an open mind, and allow this to be an exciting tradition going forward. So, let's go ahead and get started. We're going to start with Carly, then Lauren will follow. Our first question is, between the two of them, why do you identify as a conservative, or what made you firm in your politics? any political figures you idolize, and what encouraged your political involvement? Carly?
1: Um, Well, hello, everyone. Um, I would say that I really started getting involved in politics, um, probably during the 2016 presidential election. Um, I always identified as a quote-unquote Republican when I was younger because, you know, my dad was a Republican and I watched Fox News with him and I just really identified with a lot of the values in the Republican Party. Um, But the 2016 election, especially since I was in high school and I was old enough to kind of understand what was going on, um, I really sort of took stock of what I believed in and um, sort of a lot of the... Um, The lying and the um, just the overall like fabrications that was was going on um, throughout the Democratic Party at that time really just made me more firm in my stance as a Republican. And I liked the fact that Trump was a law and order candidate. I liked the fact um, that he was pro-women. Um, and he seemed like he was a, a relatively accepting um, candidate. And, um, and you know, I would say that in the past few years, some political figures that I've really identified with um, have been Nikki Haley, I just find her to yes. be incredibly uh, powerful, incredibly well-spoken. and I, even. I know. Yes. And I love that she's, you know, she's a woman of color. and But she never, to me, she doesn't use that as a way to, um, you know, promote her own politics and her yeah. own kind of identity politics. I right. like the way that she just is a Republican. She's a woman. She stands up for what she believes in. And she does her job incredibly well. she is the cutest um, dog I've ever seen. Yes. Right? Yes. And... Also, she's not a politician, but Candace Owens is Ugh. another uh, political figure. That's where I'm going. That I love. Mm-hmm. I know that you mentioned her in your, mm-hmm. um, po- like, post that mm-hmm. you did on our Instagram, uh, but I think she's so well-spoken, and I love that she breaks down a lot of racial issues and that mm-hmm. she can bring um, a perspective from someone who is a person of color into mm-hmm. the Republican and conservative um you know, area, and, like, bring a lot of logic and reason into those arguments, and I just love her. Going Um, off of that, I just watched a video of her. She was sitting next to Charlie Kirk, and they were at a Turning Point event, and she just absolutely, like, laid into someone, and I was just, like, is this me? Like, (laughs) I'm her. I was, like, I'm her. Literally, she was just, like, she gave zero crap. She just, like, absolutely laid into him, and I was, like, sis, like, Please run 2024. I will be there at the polls. I will mean, be by <laughs> your side. So I agree with you on that. Um, well, um, but, yeah, what made you kind of identify as a conservative woman? So I've always identified as a conservative. Obviously, my dad is extremely conservative. And, you know, like you said, Fox News is on morning, you know, noon and night, night. noon and <laughs> night all the time. Um, so it's it was easier. It's easier for me in my own home to be a conservative. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in our generation, it's a little it would be easier for me to be liberal. Um, but I have just always I've just always seen, like you said, the fabrication of the Democratic Party. And as a woman, you know, because this is our big you know debate for today is as a woman. And the reason I like Candace Owens so much is. I'm expected to agree with all of these issues yes. going on today, and it's like, it would be easier for me to just, you know, take a back seat and just agree with all of it, but I have just always, you know, looked at the bigger picture mm-hmm. and been more realistic, and this facade that the liberals put on, and this, you know, their false narrative, and, you know... The fantasy world that they live in, I would love to know what world they live in because it is not the one I live in. It's much easier to live in that than it is to be a critical thinker and really look at issues through a critical and factual lens and not go from such an emotional viewpoint. Well, and I was having this conversation with one of my Turning Point exec members yesterday is that, you know, it's easier for our generation to identify as socialists because we've never um, conceptualized, we've never actually experienced a lot of these economic and fiscal issues from a firsthand, um, experience because they don't affect us yet. We're in college, you know, a lot of us still, we're on our parents' insurance, we're living off, you know, it's pretty easy right now. So it's easy for us to hop on the trends, you know, live in that fantasy world because it doesn't affect us. Mm -hmm. And, um, But I still it's like I just see the reality and I never want to um, ignore the facts. And I just think that women are better off as individuals. And a lot of these issues that the Democratic Party presses, Mm -hmm. I've always said the Democratic Party makes more noise and they actually bring about change. And, you know, and we can we can riot, we can protest, we can do all that. But at the end of the day, what is changing? So real quick, before we move on, um, I obviously the political figure that especially now in college that has really pushed me to uh, be a conservative as Candace Owens, for sure, because she's taken her oppression and used it in a way that has defied the odds. And, you know, she doesn't let that stop her. She doesn't let people just look at her as like a black woman. She's an individual and she's a, first of all, she's real VA. She's awesome. And I just, I idolize her, and I hope she runs for twenty twenty four. And what I really like about her is that she doesn't use a victim narrative to no. define her life. No, and she try. What I think is so funny too is people call her a white supremacist. Yeah, are you kidding or they, me? They call her what is it like an Oreo? Yeah, when you are like white on the inside, but you're yeah
0: like black on the outside.
1: Like that's not right. that. Why do we have to define people mm-hmm. by? Things yeah. like that. Is she not allowed to have her own opinions? And right. I, I really like using her as yeah. um, an example just because. Of, right. And like, She's one of those women that. Is, she faces a lot of backlash from the left. And I think that kind of leads into our next mm-hmm. question.
0: So as we begin to transition to this next question, we can all recognize that the political field now is a polarized environment. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of different sectors, You have a lot of different groups. So, what's some of the backlash that you face as conservative women in politics,
1: Carly? Start. Okay, (laughs) I think one one thing that I want to bring up um, as sort of as we talk about backlash um, is this idea of feminism. Mm -hmm. That I think that you know the Republicans and Democrats have very different Mm -hmm. ideas. On feminism but I think right. one thing that I've noticed is that if you identify as a conservative woman mm-hmm. you are considered either a bad feminist or not feminist at all or not even a woman or not even a woman and I think that that really plays into this idea of are you a woman are you a feminist if you believe in your own set of values and you yeah. have your own opinions and you don't go along with the liberal narrative right um, I faced a lot of backlash in high school um, when I, you know, during the presidential election and afterwards, when I was more, you know, opinionated and outspoken about um, my political values and beliefs, um, you know, people would make comments like I was a racist because I supported President Trump. Um, simply because I supported Trump, I wasn't making mm-hmm. racial, you know, slurs or posting things on social media that were right. racist. It was, you support Trump, so you're a racist. And a lot of my, um, female, um, uh, peers in high school would get on to me about, you know, abortion issues and how can you be a feminist? How can you right. be pro-woman if you're not pro-choice? Right. Um, and so I think that most of the backlash I've faced has been honestly from the left. I mean, I think we can all agree that there are people on either side that are, you know, going to have issues with women, with powerful women, you know, that's just that's just how it is. But I think that for me, you know, when I when I walk into a room like when we had that um, event with Jody Heiss, Congressman Jody Heiss, you know, he was so supportive of mm-hmm. all of us and especially of me being president. And he really, you know, thanked me for my hard work. And I've never met a Republican politician or a Republican, um, you know, campaign worker or just, you know, anyone who identifies as a Republican who has made me feel. Like, I'm less deserving because of my, you know, gender. Um, right. But I feel like when I'm talking about my political views with other liberals, it's, you know, you're wrong and you can't possibly know what you're talking about because you've been brainwashed by, mm-hmm. you know, conservative men who want to keep you in your place. And it right. has nothing to do with the fact that I can make up my own mind. Right. And have an individual thought. Right. So, yeah, I, I stand by individualism. Um, I've heard recently that's considered white supremacy, which that is just garbage. Like, that is just that liberal narrative that I don't follow. And, you know, I encourage my, you know, my girlfriends to be individuals and to defy the odds and to do everything for themselves first before they try to please everyone. And going off of that, you know, I have faced a good amount of backlash, just just you know, the different organizations I've been in. um, And obviously they have been more conservative organizations. But my thing, um, as far as whoever I face backlash from, obviously it's not going to be those in the, you know, in the Republican Party because, you know, they do give me the chance to explain myself. But I am convinced and I know that those who give me any backlash, you know, have already made up their minds that I'm, you know, this white supremacists. that I'm this, you know, sexist, homophobic, whatever that they claim Republicans are. And I am not any of those things, but I will not spend my entire life or my entire political career trying to justify that or trying to explain myself because those people have made up their minds. They have shown they're close-minded and... They're not worth the time. So I've never explained myself or my views to anybody who wasn't willing to listen. And I get a lot of that from the left and especially, you know, at a liberal university. Um, And as we said, it's so much easier nowadays to be liberal in this generation. And I think anybody would agree with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Before I get into one of my stories, though, um, I will say like what you were saying about the feminist movement. Um, I have been disassociated with a lot of those movements because, you know, I do identify as a conservative woman. And my th- the thing I just find so funny is that, you know, as feminists, we're supposed to support all women. Yeah. Women, trans women. Um, women on both sides of the aisle. Women on both sides of the aisle. Democratic women. But the minute you're a Republican woman, you're disassociated with the feminist movement. Yeah. If and feminism has been politicized, it's no longer yeah. about achieving equality for yeah. everyone and making sure that women are yeah. being treated fairly in society. It's yeah. only if you're a certain kind of woman, exactly. And uh, if you support their narrative. Right. And and if you yeah. if you, you know, go against that narrative, mm-hmm. then you are no longer a feminist, you no longer deserve. Yeah the equality that right they're trying to achieve right and that's just that's the fabrication that we've talked about and that's why that makes me want to even you know more you know stay as a conservative if i'm going to be supporting myself and you know i'm not going to be supported as a conservative woman i'm going to do it on my own Mm -hmm. because i'm not going to change myself or my views to fit the narrative that you're trying to implement in this generation and um I forget what I was going to say. I could brand around. And I think, like, for me, if kind of going a little bit back to the first question, um, if we want to talk about something that really made me stand firm in my beliefs, I would say the Women's March in – was that 2017? Do you remember that? In Yes, I on, remember that. I don't remember what year that was. Yeah, it, I think it was early in 2017 or 2018. Was this when um, the pro-lifers weren't yes, welcome? Yes, and yeah. they wore, like, the – hats they yeah. knitted those hats yeah um and it just made me really take stock of how women especially liberal women in this country like to sort of run with this narrative of oppression and there's no doubt that there are things in society that need to change exactly. for women like no one's saying that things are perfect but right you know you want to talk about women in the middle east or women in a lot of third world countries that have right. a fraction of the opportunity that women here have and that really right. made me realize that I don't want to be a victim anymore. Right. I don't want to live my life thinking that I am so oppressed when right. I can use what I have here as an American citizen right. to right. better the world for exactly. women who don't have that opportunity. Right. So, yeah, I think, you know, that's the thing is, is to right. me, this victim narrative that that's well, yeah, life. and going off what you just said, yeah, you're welcome at the women's march until you're a pro-life woman. Right. Then you're not welcome and you cannot right. wave your signs. You can't right. you cannot participate in the democratic principles that we uphold and push. Yeah. yeah. That we are we are granted in our um in our rights as Americans. But you know what? That is okay because I will thrive on my own. And, and I yeah, and I think that the The nominee for the Supreme, the Supreme Court, Amy mm-hmm. Coney Barrett, is a really great example of yeah. that. Um, she's an exceptional yeah. attorney. Um, she clerked for mm-hmm. um, Scalia. Uh, I read an op-ed from um, one of the other clerks who clerked with her after law school. He was liberal, mm-hmm. but he has nothing but positive things to say about her. She's right. an exceptional, incredibly smart attorney. Mm-hmm. She's incredibly kind. Mm-hmm. And the left... Well, yeah. They want to come after her because of her religion. She is conservative. Yeah. You know, they don't come after her because of her grades in law school, because they were really good. They don't come after her because of her lack of experience, because she is incredibly experienced. Right. It's not, you know, it's, it's these ideological issues. It's not. Yeah. And if you're going to stand behind, you know, this, the future is female. Well, here's some females that are, you know, you think Trump doesn't appoint enough women. Um, Excuse me. Um, you've already shot down the the female the justice that yeah. he's trying to nominate. Because she doesn't fit your narrative. Exactly. And that's the thing. I agree. There are things in this country with women that we do need to fix. Yeah. And I personally, like uh, like when we talked, you and I had talked about the heartbeat bill. Mm-hmm. We both did not agree with it completely. Mm-hmm. I did not. I thought it was flawed. I think it could be. It could have better. Been. It, it could be been better. better. Yeah. And that's true. And the feminist movement, a lot of the things that they support, I agree with. Yeah. There's a lot of things that they are pressing that I agree with. And especially with that bill, it's like I do think it disproportionately it just did not protect women of minority. Yeah, I mean you talk about abortion. Yeah, yeah. And it's like there are you know, like women, even conservative women can have mm-hmm. their own individual takes on yeah. you know being pro-life and Absolutely. sort of how because we are women and we know better yeah. than any man in Washington like right. how our reproductive systems function. Yes. And that kind of thing. But I right. but it's like I've never been labeled as, you know, unconservative or unrepublican by right. my fellow Republicans because I have a slightly different take yeah. on something like abortion. Yeah. As I have been labeled, you know, you know, a bad feminist right. by someone on the left right. or even you know, saying that I'm pro-life right. in any capacity. And that's the thing. If we're going to stand as women, all women, and we're going to support all women, we are going to support all women. Yeah. That is Democrat women, yeah. conservative women, all women. You cannot disregard. You can't pick and choose. Yeah, no. And, like, like, I won't say it, but just one of the situations that happened, it was, like, I had a 30-minute conversation with this guy and – He had no idea of my political views. And up until that point, like, we had a great conversation. And then the minute he found out my political views, he walked out the door. Mm -hmm. I was disassociated. I was disregarded as a human being. Not as a woman. Not as my race. Whatever. As a human being, I was not worth the conversation. I was not worth anything. It wasn't even worth it for him to take the time to understand, like, where you were coming from. If he didn't even, he said it was nice knowing you walked out the door. I, it wasn't even worth, it's like, that is exactly why I don't agree with this liberal narrative. Like, I can't have a different opinion than you. Exactly. It's so, they are the, the party of acceptance until you disagree with them. It's hypocritical. Yeah. They're the party of inclusion Mm -hmm. until all inclusiveness don't agree with them. All this, all that, up until you don't, you, um, point out the flaws of their narrative. Yeah then I'm no longer what they want me to be. Yeah. So yeah. And and that conversation.
0: (laughs) So with that conversation now ended, we're going to transition into our next question. What is it like being the face of a conservative political organization on campus with both of you being women Mm -hmm. and representing Mm -hmm. two conservative organizations, Mm -hmm. which is unlike most around the country. How is that? And what's it like?
1: I was really excited yeah. for this year. It's liberating. For yeah, sure. because I can't. Well, actually, um, we College Republicans has had um, a female president. Mm-hmm. I believe she graduated several years ago. Um and, you know, I've been in I've uh, I believe John was in touch with her a little bit mm-hmm. um, about, you know, helping us out. But it's so nice to know that we still have you know that connection, yeah. especially with another uh, former female president. Right. But in the past few years, I don't think there's been um, a female president for for CR. Um, and so I I was really excited to do this and I was really excited to kind of be the face of yeah. this new era of. Republicans, cause I really do think the party is changing for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to be that person on campus to, um, really just kind of foster this, this new era. And I, I also like, it hasn't worked out, um, to our advantage quite yet, but I did want to kind of foster this new era of bipartisan cooperation and have, mm-hmm. you know, different events with different, um, Organizations. organizations on campus, even if they weren't not conservative, that has yet to happen. Yeah. Although we have tried, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean it's been a challenge mostly because of COVID. I don't think I faced a lot of backlash from anyone here for being the president. I mean, I'm sure in like private circles, people have made right. comments, but everyone at College Republicans has been really supportive. Yeah, um, and even. Um, the presidents of the other RSOs on political RSOs on campus have been really supportive of me. And I really appreciate that. Um, but I've loved it so far. That's so honestly, not tooting our horn, (laughs) but Carly and I talk about this a lot. Like I was just appointed president because, um, our previous president stepped down and we completely support her by that. But we also had a female president before Mm -hmm. who is just a phenomenal person extremely, I idolize her. She's amazing. Um, But looking at the two conservative organizations on campus, they're both led by women. Yeah. And both of the democratic or the socialist organizations on campus are led by two men. So it's just, it's just extremely exciting. And there's nothing wrong with that. Also, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, They're both passionate about it. Um, as we are, but just... I think it's it's a very new kind of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Dynamic? Dynamic, yes. Dynamic. dynamic. (laughs) The vernacular. Um, (laughs) Yes, just with like us leading, especially, you know, we had a debate um, last Thursday Mm -hmm. with Georgia College Political Society, and we're really looking forward to having more debates Mm -hmm. throughout the semester. Oh, they've Um, been amazing. But I think that it's really interesting having that dynamic, especially since you'll be at the next debate. Right. Um, Representing Turning Point. Yes. Um, Having, you know, because at the last debate, yeah, it was me. And then the BSA president, you were the only women. Right. Um, And I just love the fact that we're kind of broadening that, yes. that um scope. Yeah. And we, efforts. you know, as we talk about women in politics, regardless of what side you're on, we want to see women mm-hmm. leading. Yeah. And it is liberating, as I said, like having Carly and I in charge, we are the face of the organizations and you know, I have not received any backlash because I've been doing this for only a few days. (laughs) Um, So we'll see, I know we'll get some, but I'm totally prepared, totally ready for it. But you know what? I just, I encourage myself, Carly, the rest of the exec, like, if we didn't have women or if we do, we're going to get backlash. And mm-hmm. I think people should look at it as a very like exciting and very progressive. It's yeah. very. And I, yeah, I think that's a good point because, you know, I don't think either of us would be, would be leading these organizations if we felt like we were going back to you know medieval times, right. so where women were being subjugated, and right. as a lot of the left like to point out, you know that like conservative women are being used um, and they're being put in their place by other women. Oh, no, no, men. no, it's baby. Like, yeah, I mean we're I'm we're in charge, mm-hmm. and this is my organization's part. Yeah. I will do and say as I please, and I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's how do you yeah. how do you point out the evidence to show that you know, women are being treated as less than equal in the Republican Party when you have have conservative women on all levels of the spectrum right? being, you know, leading. Well, at this point, they can't subject us to their narrative because look at us. I mean, we have taken action. We are both leading. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of, you know, exec members that they could have appointed to represent these organizations. And we obviously you know, have worked extremely hard. We've both been a part of these organizations, wanted to, you know, make something out of it. And so much so we were, we put our, you know, our pride aside, we are willing to face the backlash. So that also like my goal as president this year is to allow other conservatives on campus to have a place that, you know, there's like-minded people because it's constantly just, labeling us mm-hmm. it's constantly just I mean crapping on us and there are really good conservatives out there that just need a place that they can feel like okay they're not all that you know the, the democratic party says they are yeah we are good people and we stand behind our views and we stand firm in those and I as president will support my exec members are re- recurring members, you know, and I will stand by them, whatever they need mm-hmm. to support them in that. And it's worth the backlash. Yeah. It is because I will never apologize. Like I said earlier, I'll never justify to anybody why I am the way I am. Yeah. I don't identify as any of these, you know, the facade. I don't identify as racist I or sexist. I don't. Yeah. None of us do. And I think it's pretty obvious that, you know, none of us are. And I think that, like, especially in the past few months, um, you know, liberals like to label everyone as racist, even right. themselves. It's like right. everyone has, you know, some racist, like, scene right. living within inside of them right. because they're white. But I think mm-hmm. that, like you said, we can see through the bullshit right. um, of, you know, this, like, overt racism and sexism and just show people that we're, we're just people. We just believe what we want to believe. believe. We are, you, you know, know we're not, yeah. We are liberated to think how we want. And yeah. I will never apologize to anybody. And, you know, but right now it's like, we are conservatives, but we are allowed to support any ideas yeah. that are prevalent right now. Like we can acknowledge the Black Lives Matter Oh, absolutely. And I support them and I hear them. And I, you know, it's sad to see so much division in this country. And you don't, like, I've never been the one to completely shut down an idea or belittle someone's idea because I personally don't understand. Yeah. And I think the interesting thing is that a lot of Republicans have acknowledged, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the statement, you know, black lives do matter. They do. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. um, We need to fix police brutality in this country. But I think, you know, it's hard to do that at the same time as being labeled racist and white supremacist. It is. It's really, um, it's a really interesting time to be a conservative. It is. And to kind of like fight through these labels that you don't... Identify. Right? Yeah. That don't, you know, define you, but that other people are trying to use in order to put you in a box. Right. And to use in order to um, label you. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, no, I, I, and that's what I love about being a Republican is I think that it's actually relatively diverse in its beliefs, the party is, um, like I am someone who is really passionate about the criminal justice system and I have found an overwhelming, um, amount of politicians who are working to, you know, our own presidents working to initiate criminal Mm -hmm. justice reforms, he's already passed several bills, like, there's so much that we're doing, or, you know, social justice, mm-hmm. as they say. Yeah. <laughs> um, that I think a lot of people don't acknowledge. Right. Um, and that, you know, it's not just like the it's good not, old boy. It's not so black and white. Right, it's either. not black and white. It's, you know, we can step out of the comfort of our own political party. And like I said, as individuals, we can think freely. And, yeah. you know, I can support and stand by some of these movements. But also stand, you know. Yeah, sure as a to, conservative. Yeah, yeah. I. It's You're not. It's not limiting. No, it's not limiting, and that's the thing is, I don't think I would ever be a successful politician, with um, or any of us if we stay like did not keep an open mind. I agree. So
0: often to wrap this first episode up, our final question comes to what's some advice that you and Carly can really give to conservative women that are yearning to become involved in politics and how they can approach everything despite opposition
1: oh I got a whole list yeah you go ahead you want me to oh yeah okay um so um for starters you know we just had that event with Jody Heiss. um and he I did ask him I said not even as a woman just as a conservative how mm. to be the most successful politician or, you know, how to approach the political atmosphere, mm-hmm. you know, in the future. And his advice was you have to stand your ground and you have to stay true to your values. And it's so true. It's like, my dad encourages me to do that. Um, my mom as well. And I encourage the women and also the men around me to I don't, it's like, I don't care what you believe in. You have to stand your ground and Mm -hmm. you have to stay true to that. And like I said, I'm not going to spend my whole life trying to justify to a closed minded person. Why I believe the things that I do or why I'm going to vote for this person or why, you know, I might see the fault in this movement or this policy or this law. Um, I'm not going to do that because if you've already made up your mind about me, I'm I have nothing to prove. I don't owe an explanation mm-hmm. to anybody for why I do the things I do and why I believe what I believe. And, you know, the really reassuring and really rewarding thing to think about is, you know, we do put ourselves on a pedestal for backlash and for criticism. But along with that, we have a lot of people we're inspiring, um, especially as women. It's, it's cool to see two women in charge of yeah. these organizations and it does inspire other women. Like, wow. Like I could do that too. Yeah. And my values and my opinions are validated. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a human being, I'm entitled to that. Yeah. And it's not so bad as what everyone says on CNN and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just encourage other women and whoever's, you know, looking into politics or just, trying to explain their views is you have to stand your ground because you're going to inspire more people than you're going to offend. And, you know, and it's so liberating. And if I hadn't, you know, stood my ground Mm -hmm. and hadn't um, stayed true to myself in this particular area, I wouldn't be where I am. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be president. I wouldn't have been, you know, Greek life coordinator because I would have just wimped out and I, today, it's like, look at all these people who, who rely on us to provide them a safe space mm-hmm. to promote their ideas and yeah. to share their ideas. So we are essentially that, you know, comfort for them. And I think that's just more liberating than it is, you know, hard to deal with. Yeah, I agree. And I'm sure you can agree with that. Yeah, I think my advice would be, you know, very similar, to, similar to Lauren's, and um, that you have to stand your ground. Um, And also just show up and just be Mm -hmm. really active in any way that you can in your community, whether that's in your hometown, whether that's at your college, um, you know, just find ways to get involved and be active and be outspoken. um, And you will find your place in that that area. And I think that it's important to remember that, you know, That you'll have a lot of doubt, and that people will put that doubt in you, especially your opposition. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you want something really bad, and if you tell yourself that you're capable of whatever you put your mind to, then Mm -hmm. you know, you like go out there and be the president of your chapter of college Republicans or turning point. Right. Um, The only thing stopping you. Is you right. <laughs> not That's, the liberals. No. It's always you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think just being active and making sure that people know you and that they remember you. Mm-hmm. Um and they're not gonna remember you if you're, you know, not outspoken. Like, right. You're not standing your ground. Yeah. Um so I think as women, like encouraging women, mm-hmm. all I'm i t- I'm speaking to all women at this point. Feminists, you know, whatever um, we need to do a better job of fighting for each other. Yeah. And that goes for both sides, myself included. Um, I've always encouraged the women in my life to stay true to themselves and to, you know, defy the odds and the norms and, um, be authentic. And with that said, that goes for all women. It's, you know, we need to do a better job of supporting each other Mm -hmm. and, I don't care if you're a Democratic woman. I don't care if you're a Republican woman. We cannot, you know, now in this generation more than ever, some of the things we face as women, we need to support one another. And you know, that's why Carly and I do try to do a good job of, you know, just because a woman is liberal, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't just you can't delittle discount. them. Yeah, no. it's like some of my best friends are my best friends liberal. liberal. Yeah, it's like lover. Yes. I mean there's so much to be said for mm-hmm. for being friends and having a relationship with someone who's who believes in something right. different than you and there's so much you can learn from that yes. perspective. Yes. Um and okay. I but I and I think that it's so disgusting when you know it's not just a man belittling a woman it's a woman belittling another woman because yeah. of her political opinions and because of her own individual thoughts it's right and that's those are the people though regardless if they're a man or a woman they just they have their mind made up about you yeah and we need to stop that is disgusting yeah and you know talk to those women and we can inspire one another and talk to one another and because I know any woman I don't care what side she's on at the end of the day if she needed me for anything I would be there because Mm -hmm. There's so much hate in this world and there's so much ugly in this world, um, especially with women, that we need to stand together. and But that that goes for all of us. Yeah. And I think, you know, we need to be more understanding of conservative women, mm-hmm. especially because it's just kind of like, oh, well, you don't support this. You don't support that. Mm-hmm. So you're an anti-feminist. No, I'm not at all by any means. And I'm totally here to listen and to learn and but you don't give me the opportunity to because you shut me down before i could even explain myself you make split second decisions give me one second to explain why and that's why i've stopped explaining myself because nobody listens nobody cares to listen to why i don't support this or don't support that because i tell them i'm a conservative and they just automatically shut down Mm -hmm. they have no interest in no interest in hearing you out. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the most disgusting thing. It's the most hypocritical thing. If you're going to sit there and say you support all women, why don't you support me? And I'm really looking forward to the next few years in politics. And hopefully, you know, we will see a lot of change in, mm-hmm. in that aspect of, right. of accepting mm-hmm. different people. And right now it's really, really, really bad. Right. Um, but... I don't know. You know, I hope that it does get better. And I think it will. And that's what we're going to be here for. Right. Is like when it does get good. Yeah. And like, and also as presidents, you know, we can do just about whatever we want with these organizations. And for me, you know, we could sit there and, you know, harp on whoever, but I want to be respectful to everybody. And I want my members to be respectful to everybody and allow us to coexist. I mean, our system is set up. So that we can have these debates and so we can you know think differently we you know our system is made for that and this is a democracy we we are entitled to our um our debates and our arguments and our um opposing views so i think more people need to recognize that and realize that when they start getting nasty yeah that okay yeah you're set in your ways but so is the other person right so you're right. not going to get anywhere disrespecting them agreed so.
0: so with that i think that concludes our first episode um
1: we hope you guys enjoy yes. wow thank Please. you to
0: lauren and carly for hosting this first episode and launching it
1: we're happy to be here yeah thank, thank you, you ricky. ricky
0: thank you and we <laughs> hope you all enjoy the first episode and tune in for our seven, our second coming very soon. Yay!